Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Podcast. Just me, Michael, your host today, and I'm helping light up the path to living life just a little bit more consciously. We do that by sharing stories of other people that are on the journey, what they've discovered, what they've learned, and what they're here to share with us today to help us live our lives a little bit more consciously. So with that, I'm super excited to welcome my guest with Imbar Shahar, and she is super passionate about meditation. But like what you're saying is what I aspire to be is my life becoming a meditation, right? So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and learn a little bit more about your story and welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with you. And by the way, there is a book about it that I've written a few books, but one of them that I'm going to talk about today is the meditation tasting. And that's where we go through meditations through our life, but I will talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I'll make sure we include your information and the link to that book in the description box, wherever that follows this podcast to make sure that people know that's that. But take off. Tell me how this started. Was there some sort of an event that happened? You know, like mm-hmm. where I find that people talk about their passions and the things that I love talking about, especially on this podcast, there's always some sort of seed. I know I definitely had one in my life and it's usually not the pretty part. It's like something over me. It was like, You learn and grow from the things that cause us trauma that we heal from. And then that's how my awakening started for me. What is your story? What is your journey been about in this regard? So uh, it all started after I moved to United States and, uh, and I was going through uh, my second divorce. (laughs) I was still very young and I just had no friends and I felt lost. I was completely lost. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was just like, I, I, I couldn't believe that my life, you know, I was less than 30 years old and I was already going through my second divorce. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, I have failed, you know, officially in my mind, I have failed. And I just felt very hopeless and uh, had no clue where to go, what to do, uh, what to start. I kind of uh, lost all hope and uh, and had no friends really in the United States because I was still very new and my English wasn't, you know, very good. And I just felt so embarrassed to speak it in public, you know, or around people, even like in a group. And so I only had one friend in the United States and she recommended that I go with her to a meditation center to meditate and uh, I had a lot of anxieties about just the thought of it, going somewhere where you're not supposed to talk and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to sit still. And I just felt uh, so uncomfortable just thinking about it and I kept pushing it away. And eventually she was going to go to Europe for the summer for over a month and she was so concerned about me and my well-being that she said, you know, would you just come with me one time and uh, tried out, you know, the meditation. I think I like it, you know. So out of desperation and I mean, I was sweating in my palms and and just anxiety going to that place. I agreed to go with her one night. And uh, and to my surprise, it seems like, you know, I was afraid that people are going to jump on me and ask for my name and and like to make me feel like, you know, like I will need to speak English a lot and, and nobody. And we just went to the hall. And we were sitting there and, and the started and I just listened to the chant. It was a chant playing and the chant was um, Namah Shivaya, which I learned, learned later that it's about, you know, God dwells within you as you. Yeah. 
And during that chant, I felt at some point that I need to go and sit on the ground. I just wanted to be grounded or close to the floor. And so I just slipped from my chair and just went and sat on the ground and started repeating that chant. Like everybody else, it was the same chant again and again and again repeating. So I just repeated it. I wasn't, I know what I was doing, if I was meditating or what it was. But were I you just saying it in your head or were you saying it out loud? Uh, you know, first in my head because I was embarrassed to speak out, you know. But, but other people that... were like, it was audible, right? You could hear that. Right, the... it was audible. Okay. People were chanting. It was a chant going on. It was a live chant. And, uh, and I just sat on the floor and then I just started repeating it myself. Okay. And uh, as I repeated it, it just took me on a trip inside myself and finally I understood like finally my mind my brain relaxed and I understood that it was all about inner satisfaction life is about inner satisfaction it's not about all the outside past and everything else and what all the judgment I had about myself at the time with the divorces and this and that it was just like how do you really feel inside and that was really the first time in my life that I was looking inside. The very first time, really? Very like first it, time. Did it never like occur to you or like? No, I'm coming from Israel originally and growing up there, that. it was all about the situation, you know, the, the what's going on. You, know, you always listen to the news every four hours. You have to know what's happening. You have to actually really be concerned about other people. I mean, at least at that time when I was I'm sure it changed now, you know, but many years ago, that's how it was for me, my experience. Are you, are you referring to like, so I'm, I, we, I hear things that happen there, but I have not like your, your experiences. I would love to know, like, is it from being bombed or like, what is the, like every yeah. four hours, what is that? Exactly. Yeah. From maybe being bombed or, you know, it depends on the situation what was going on in the country. I mean, before I was uh, one year old, I was already in a shelter. And my dad was actually missing in a war. So it was like all these things that you just brought up with and it's just part of you. This you were always in fear, right? Constant fear. Yeah, like a, a trauma, like a, a terror that is kind of instilled in you. And you just grow up with it like it's normal. It's part of your everyday life, you know? Yeah. And it's also about the community. Like you always have to worry about the community, making sure everybody is good and everything is okay. And it's less about the internal journey. Like I said, I'm sure, you know, from There's what no, I'm hearing no, in Israel. No room, no room for it at all, right? Like right. you can't be in fear right. and meditate. Like they don't, it's like oil and vinegar. It doesn't mix. Well, now, <laughs> yes, there are ways to do it. But at the time it was, it wasn't a thought that came to my mind. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it was never about me. Actually, a conversation that I had with that friend that was really, I mean, now it's mind boggling, but at the time I remember she said, why don't you lit a candle in your room, you know, and uh, meditate at home? And I said, lit a candle for myself? Isn't that like I'm wasting the candle? I mean, just so you understand from what mindset I was coming from. Yeah. So that, that's where I, <laughs> I was, completely ignorant to anything that has to do with 
inner being. I was a com I felt as a victim, you know, in my divorces. I felt like things just happened to me. I have no clue why. I just didn't understand anything. And it was so, this. Was your, I'm, I just, I'm so curious. So did your faith interlude in this, like, you know, I'm assuming you're Jewish, right? If you grew up in Israel, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, so mm -hmm. like your faith never provided that what meditation does, right? Or did you know? I'm coming from a community living. I, I grew up in a kibbutz. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like a small community living, and and with religious at all. So actually, the way I grew up was that we didn't follow the religious practices or anything like that. We just didn't follow anything. So we just kind of, uh, you know, follow what's happening on the news, maybe, or, or whatever, what's happening no around No connection us. to it whatsoever, yet you live there. Right. Wow. Yeah. Now, I, I would say little, like when I was 12 years old, I remember one night I was like really thinking to myself that it does life doesn't make sense at all, because it cannot yeah. be that what I see with my eyes and what I hear with my ears, this is it, you know? I knew that has to be more to more. life. But, I did, um, I did like the, because I grew up here, I grew up in a uh -huh. smaller community and, you know, like so few people, 500 people, but there's also probably 400 churches, right? And everybody has their own little thing. So like, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm relating to you and that fear of the bomb and everything, like you had it physically, but in like my experience of it growing up was, you know, if you don't do X, you're going to go to hell. So there was a lot of, mm -hmm. it was like using fear to keep you inside that archetype, mm -hmm. right? And here right. you are in the, like, in perception of, of perception of Israel, what was that it's all religious. That's the only reason that you would ever be there. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. you're, you're, I love, I love when <laughs> humans talk about our experiences because like we all walk around with these myths about each other and we're all human. And what you're, you know, your life is expressing is this space of where no matter where you come from, because my, if I meditate, I wouldn't be on the planet. I, mm -hmm. I would not be on the planet. I couldn't mm -hmm. exist here if I didn't know what you found when you went inside, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know that. I know how it's working. I also mm -hmm. know that 90% of the population does not know that, right? Yeah. But like, here you are. You had to come here and have a friend take you to a thing to chant a chant that came from another section of the world too you know that didn't originate here so it's like how peace and energy just brings all of this tapestry together to really leading us all back to the same place and that's our that's our eternal home i i just want that because mm -hmm. i think that's extraordinary and like i'm craving that space to have the, the global conversation so that we can mm. all learn that we're, you know, we're all the same. We, we might have different backgrounds, but we have these mutual experiences. So let's, I just want to, it's really important for me to get that out. Cause I felt like that was sort of guided, but my experience, like your face, I'm seeing the light come out of you. I'm not obviously behind you too, but there's light actually coming out from your face. When you talk, like you're, there's mm. Pete, you, you exude. Oh, thank you. So how long have you been in the practice of this? I mean, you've, you've written a book, so obviously it's something that's been here for a minute, but like Books. wherever you're at, your vibe is like translating. Share, share more of that part of your journey. 
This was in 2000 when it happened, when I went there to the meditation center. So that's been uh, 23 years now. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and so that day changed my life. My friend went to her vacation in Europe. And when she came back, she asked me, did you ever go back? And I said, I went there every day. I was volunteering. I was uh, meditating. I start, it just naturally felt so good. And I didn't know what else to do with my life since everything else was falling apart. That meditation became my savior. And I felt like my life was changed from the inside out, but I couldn't yet really, you know, grasp it much. So I just kept going. I just, I became like an addict, you know, just kept going, you know, and I would wake up in the morning and if I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't have a job at the time, I would just go and volunteer my time and maybe do some cleaning or just participate in a chanting or work in the garden or just do something. And that practice would make me feel that meditation again. So yeah, so thing um, of my spiritual path, and uh, and I have learned later is uh, in the beginning I felt very clueless, like I said, with the candles and with a lot of things that I had no idea. And um, when somebody said something, believe in love, I said I never heard that in my life. You know, it just it anything about love felt so foreign because my background was all about wars and fights yeah. and destruction and I didn't know that you can actually it's okay to take time for yourself and spend time taking care of you and your mental health and uh, your well-being I mean all this was so refreshing and new and different and I loved it I mean it just felt so good it felt like fantastic and you know how can you resist that when it feels so good you just feel drawn you to can. it you're not, we're designed to follow that. Like we're designed to follow that. Like that's our natural state. Yeah. Is what you're like tapping into. Like you recognize that it was unlike not a fluke. Like, right. It still blows me away. Cause it's, it is tough. It was really tough for myself to learn, to make that a, like a, that it was something that was done, mm -hmm. you know, every day for sure as an act, but then it, it, it devolved into, you know, where if something happens to the, during the day, I notice that I'm having a reaction to it. So I know that that's the, the inside that's coming up, right? So it's nothing to resist or bad, but give myself that space to feel that outside my body because I was highly trained on stuffing it all inside that, mm -hmm. you know, basically to survive. And like you came from like, in essence, we're all sort of on the planet right now, learning how to evolve ourselves. <laughs> so it's like you did this, and I love the timing too. Like, because my one of my big awakenings was September 11th, and that was the first time I heard the voice of my guides, and I knew that's what what that was. And so, like that timing, and then you're here, and you came here, and I I know from meditation when you do that to your insides and you make it really really clear, you become a channel for your purpose. So exactly. how did that unfold? Because if you're there and having that peace, I know good stuff is in, is lined up for you to eat. So mm -hmm. what was your experience of how that unfolded for you? Like going from nothing to learning how to manifest to two divorces to how did that unfold? So basically the first thing I felt really clueless. I felt really missing a lot of knowledge here. And so my initial thing was just read every book that exists about spiritual books. And I just started becoming like a bookworm. I just kept reading and reading and reading and reading. 
and feeling like I have so much, you know, like to learn, you know, I was just like a sponge. I just wanted to learn. But then what happened was that my life, you know, the, my life started to fall apart too, in a way. And things that I used to be really good at, I wasn't very good at anymore. And so one day I asked, it was this big book that I had, it calls From the Finite to the Infinite by Baba Muktananda. And, uh, and I open the book and I, so I know oh, there is a way to do it. You can just hold the book and you ask a question and then you open randomly on a page, right? And so I did that and I said, what's happening in my life? And I opened the book and it says the death of the ego. And when that happened, what happened to me is like I got a quantum leap. All of a sudden, I got a lot of knowledge in me, just in few split of seconds, yeah. that I just accumulated this knowledge. And everything that was in the books all of a sudden seemed to be in me, like that knowledge was in me. And I was just like, ah, like I get it. It was like this big aha of getting and people that met me that time they said that it's like overnight i was just a completely different person i just completely shifted and yeah. that knowledge became part of me and the meditation and everything from being like only when i go to the meditation center or only when i do volunteer work or only when i do certain things became more like 24 7 you know and it's just something that it never stops. The meditation just never stops. It's always with you. And if you pay attention to like that channel or that, you know, it's always there. And if you forget, you just tune yourself into it and then you're always there. It just, it, it doesn't stop. And so um, that kind of, you know, it was, and I kept going and I kept meditating and kept doing things. And then I had another one, you know, of this like, deeper understanding and it, mm -hmm. so it just as you go what i read about it later is that and i don't even remember where or where i had it but they said like you will go back to where you stopped in past lifetime like these quantum leaps will take you where you stopped in past time all of a sudden like, you get all this knowledge like you sort of you fought and then you get all this again and it come back to you like downloads it's just like a downloads of information mm -hmm. I know and exactly just, talking. Yeah, it just become part of you. And now you know. Or maybe you tap into that channel of inner knowing. My guides always put it to me like it's all perception, right? It's just all perception. Everything's how we perceive it. But as a what they gave it was that everything that's ever happened and that will ever happen in the universe is stored in every atom of our body. In every atom lies all that information. Yeah. So we just wake up to what's already there, mm -hmm. but it occurs like, like a download. You get like, mm -hmm. you get to the internet, you know, before the internet, yeah. we were all just walking around individual people with the internet, you plug in and you have access to anything that you want. If you know how to command it, because the internet's useless without Google, right? Mm -hmm. It's useless unless we know how to search for the thing we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to have the awareness, but it's another thing to navigate it, you know, like with precision. That's like the gift that I have is helping people with the energy, like what you're talking about perceiving. I see it around folks all the time. It's like numbers and energy and information. I'm, I can see that if I'm working with somebody, I use that to tap mm -hmm. into that thing that they might not be able to see. But when they, when I do, they generally see it too. 
it's just like, oh, that's what that thing was, right? It's like something that used to irritate me, but it's like, oh, it was really just trying to get my attention so mm -hmm. that I could bring my focus to it. For me, that's what meditation is. It's like the, you know, the holding the light or holding a magnifying glass up directly yeah. to the sun and burning a hole in a leaf. If it's like that, it can't do that. But if it's still, which meditation gives you, then you're able to like burn a hole in a leaf. Human beings are that looking glass. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you started to do that and found the chance, have you evolved? And like, I use all different types of meditations mm -hmm. all the time. You know, sometimes it's just me being quiet and listening, but other times I use nature sounds or humming or, you know, do you do you too, or do you have a thing that's like your tried true go-to? How do you, um, how do you invest it in your life all the time? So, yeah, what comes to me first is that uh, when you said that, it's like I've written one of my books was, and it just came to me again, like a download. I was about to write a book about meditation and it was meditation, 30 days of meditation, fun techniques for beginners. That book was number one bestseller on Amazon in 2013 when I wrote these books. And uh, yeah, it's uh, so in book it's all about trying different meditation to find out which one works best for you for me personally i think the way i learned meditation was you don't do anything you just let it happen to you kind of you know mm -hmm. and maybe i just repeat a mantra if i need to so that's the one that usually i would do there is another meditation that i have in this book the meditation tasting so meditation, meditation, tasting that was about mindfulness meditation and how to take everyday's activities and put it into, implement it into meditation act. Because everything you put like 100% attention to it and you're fully present with it becomes a meditation. Yes. Yes. So right like when now, there's your track of time, that's when you're like, that's the yeah. most powerful meditation I can think of. Yes. A hundred percent. So yeah, even right now, we can turn this moment into a meditation moment, you know. And one of the tools that I would do that, for example, which I'm doing it right now, is that I will include myself in the picture. So instead of me just looking from the outside, now I put myself in the back round, you know, back of my eyes, and I'm just including myself. And all of a sudden, I can see everything from everywhere, and everything becomes just one. And when you do that, there is a different quality to life and you are more in the back and more centered. And it's just a little different view, but you can walk this way. You can act this way. You can talk this way. You're just from a different place. So uh, what, do you do the breathing life. too? Like, is the breath a part of what you, how you have? Yeah. So uh, if you want, we can practice for a little bit. Let's like a do grounding. it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Yes. So this, this meditation is powerful. I love to do it also with my clients when uh, people feel like they are completely so distracted and in the mind and they don't have a moment to pause and they don't know where to start. And this is just perfect for that. So okay. the main thing I would say is first, like, take off your shoes, you know, do the physical part of it, you know, make yourself feel more comfortable in your life, like feel your feet standing ground on the floor or the carpet or whatever that is, it's perfect, you know? And then if your hair is like in a ponytail, release that. If you're, if you wear tie, take it off. If your earring are bothering you, just take that off, you know, just feel physically present, you know? So from the outside, we're going more into the inside. The second step is now is to take your tongue 
and uh -huh. put it in your upper palate and feel how it feels in the upper palate. That sensation brings you more inside to your body. The next step is to take your hands and fingers and just touch one finger into the other. Just, yeah, just rotate the time and just feel how it feels. Now, when you close your eyes and you have all that, as you're doing this, you will feel how the mind just drop back into the body, from the mind into the body. The sensation takes you where the attention is. So you have your tongue in the upper palate and your fingers, and you can feel your feet. And that's the part where we want to start breathing in and out. Just take a nice few deep breath in and let them out. And then you can just start feeling your feet where it touches the ground. And you can start scanning your, ba your body from the and just feel how it feels to be in your body. You know, you just notice if there is any tension, any place that needs your attention, and you just breathe into that. You just make more room in that area. And you go up into your knees and your hip and your torso and your heart region. And you just feel how it feels to be in your heart. And you go up into your throat and you notice if there is any words that stuck there. Sometimes we have anger or words. And you just notice and you breathe into that. You go into your third eye, the place between the eyebrows. And you just rest there for a second. And you breathe and you maybe stretch or release your shoulders or neck or anything that feel tight and you will feel that the body feel more relaxed and tuned and then you can just sit like that as long as you need it's amazing how so that was new for me about the tactile thing as a mm -hmm. way in that really worked mm -hmm. i've done that tongue thing before as part of a uh, meditation before but this was really mm -hmm. super powerful so thank you so much for mm -hmm. that because my body feels warm and tingly right now. Reminds me of when I did the ice. I did an ice bath thing uh, about a year oh, ago. Yeah. And I was like real, the sonomic breath work beforehand. And that made mm -hmm. me so hot on the inside. I was inside the cold, mm -hmm. watching my mind fight with itself about what's going on here. My, I have that same sensation in my body of the, oh, I've never had that before. So. I was also present to how comfortable I am in my body because normally I work out all the time and I you know, try to stay fit. So I'm always a little bit sore, but like, I like appreciated that in there that was, I felt as well. So thank you. Good. I think this is the grounding technique that is like fastest way to go from the, and it, it is basically first we started externally and then we went into the internal. And um, it works every time. It's really a great technique to do it. So how are you now with your life? Like, how is the rest of the everything worked out? Like, you, are, I'm assuming you work with clients too? I heard you say that. I do a relationship. I'm coaching in relationships, intimacy, stress reduction, of course, you know, um, that's my speciality. I also study something that calls the journey, which the journey is a technique, I don't know if you heard about it, by Brandon Bayes, no? It's a way to tap into the subconscious mind and bring some old memories that are stored in the cells, in the body, and heal them naturally. And so 
In my work, I work with people and basically we just close our eyes and I just guide you into a little meditation. And when you do that in a specific area or based on specific things that a person wants to work on, we get into the core of an old memory that over there in, it's inside the body where the trauma is located. And we can release it, work on it, heal it. And this has helped people with physical traumas, emotional, mental. It helps with everything, really. So it's a really powerful tool that I love to work with when people have something that they've tried and nothing works and this one just get you there. And it's always kind of like what you said earlier, that you surprised about the messages that you get and and that people get their own messages with that. And sometimes they get to see how other person feel during whatever happened. And um, it's always fascinating. It's always a fascinating experience. So that's another technique I love to do with my clients, yes. I love that you, we started with the story of the two divorces and we're, we're wrapping up with <laughs> I do relationship coaching. So I assume that all those experiences the universe had on your plate gave you the fuel to turn that into a gift, right? Absolutely. We are not a victim. It takes two to tango. And sure actually, does. oh, I want to mention that, that I do have, a re I wrote a relationship workbook. It's called Peace in Love. And I have it on my website where people can get it for free. And maybe we can put a link to that where they can go. My uh, website yeah. is um, mm -hmm. relationships, relationshipcoachla.com. And then, well, I can give you the link. That would be really great because in that there is tools that teaches you how you can heal your relationship where it just takes you. So it doesn't have to even have your partner working on the yeah. relationship with you. No, no. The only way really is yourself. You, yes. Once that relationship's repaired and you know yourself as whole and complete, then that's what you attract versus deficits. Exactly. So that I, I, I love that. I took me years to figure that out, years to figure that out, but uh, I did figure that out. So <laughs> I love relationships now, not like the well, everything's a relationship. I love learning how to relate to everything that I'm around so that I can hear it. I'm not coming from a space from ego or anything like that. So I'm genuinely interested because I, I love connecting and I love unity and, and like evolving. <laughs> we have to have these types of conversations where we get to share our experience, share the stuff that, you know, would say is not really too great to experience. Or some people think two divorces at 30 is the death sentence or my life's over. So no, it's like, whatever happened is your stuff to turn into your gift. It's not by accident. So we it's start talking gift. about seeing that common thread, <laughs> then that opens the door to let go of the shame or guilt or whatever it is that we have about whatever our situations were that made us who we are today. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is, it is something. Not everybody can make that turn. And I know that there's seven and a half billion of us on the planet. We're all evolving. And I know there's like, we generate, not everybody can go to a Tony Robbins or, or whoever the guru of the day is, but mm -hmm. people like us, we make a difference because we're like sharing authentically what happened. I totally relate mm -hmm. to everything that you were saying. And even though I didn't know this until you just said that, but I just knew that from your energy that you, you had crushed it. So I could feel your authenticity, like kind of mm -hmm. come with coming through. So 
all the bells and the whistles. <laughs> but it's just such a joy to talk to you. I hope to have you back on someday. We like do something a little bit, maybe do an end, maybe do something for my channel or something where we could show more in depth about that sure. process because I think it's just so important. But I'm curious, what is your takeaway from today? It was wonderful. It just seems like we're on the same wavelength you're speaking. So it makes me so happy that there are people like you that are doing that and uh, making a podcast for people that would love to hear. I know that so many times in my life, I was so thirsty to hear the words that like, you know, when you hear that, it just makes sense. And there is a deeper knowing and understanding. And you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And yes, so it gives me hope. A little whiff of hope, everything's a little bit better. <laughs> yes. It's all about climbing out of that scale. So I appreciate you. And if you guys, and I hope you got tons of value listening at, for our conversation mm -hmm. today. And that just know like, whatever's going on or how stressed out you feel at the end of the day or whatever thing has manifested, whatever it is, your best course of action is to get really still first and connect with that part of inside that's causing that manifestation outside. And you can do that by learning to master the art of being present and having meditation be a part of your life all day long and, and join other people. Cause as soon as you do, you start attracting other people around you. And for me, it's about that community. Thank you for being part of my community today. And you guys have an amazing day and we will all see you on the next one. Bye guys. Thank you.